Hey, mother. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to a special holiday roulette edition of Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. I'm Ralph Quattrucci. Hi, I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Debbie Murphy. Hi, I'm Michelle Wojo Wojcikowski. I'm Brian Barrowie. I'm John Quattrucci. I'm Drew Gould. All right. Well, hello, everybody. How was your week? Oh, it was great, Ralph. Thank you for mentioning it. You're welcome, Sean. Thanks for uh, (laughs) having a good week. All right. Let's start with, I know we're doing the holiday roulette, um, which is the same as the uh, Halloween roulette, which each, each one of us, each box, I'm sorry, each box brought a movie to the table that we want to show a trailer from. We're going to pitch the movie and we're going to vote at the end of this to pick the movie we're going to do next week. Understood? But before we do that, let's talk about something you might have seen this week. So let's start with John Quattrucci. Okay, well, today, it just so happens, uh, when we watched The Descent, something was nagging at me. Like I'd seen this before, and I couldn't remember what it was. Well, today, I watched 1934's March of the Wooden Soldier with (laughs) Laurel and Hardy. And if you haven't (laughs) seen it, there's a scene at the end where they go to Boogie World. And they're in a deep cave, and all the boogeymen with claws are coming at them. So the descent ripped the movie off. I think you're okay? right. I knew. I knew I saw that somewhere before. But if you want a fun holiday movie uh, that harkens back to a more innocent time, March of the Wooden Soldiers with Laurel and Hardy. Take a look. That's what I want. Fantastic. Uh, viewers, if you too would like to chip in for John's future therapy... Please, fine. <laughs> well, speaking of which, John, is there something you'd like to say before the nine minutes about subscribing or something? Or is that uh, should no? You don't want to do that. What, what are you talking about? If any, no viewers. <laughs> oh, you mean subscribe, uh, hit the notification button, and share? Of thank course. you. That's exactly what I mean. Please do that. Like I don't beg enough every week, and apparently it ain't working. Well, Young Frankenstein's <laughs> working. Yeah, right. other than that one. Sean and Debbie, what did you what did you watch this week? Well, we did not we did not watch March of the Wooden Soldiers or Babes in Toyland because I suggested that to Debbie as a possible holiday movie, and she said no and shot us down. And we'll get into our whole Halloween holiday movie why we made the choice we made later. But one film we did watch was a possible holiday choice was Trading Places. Ah. With Eddie Murphy. Excellent. Yeah, I love Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is so funny. You know, the whole bunch of them, you know, at that time. Uh, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Bill Cosby. Were they all in that movie? No, but they were all really super funny. You know, this was the era of super funny. But strangely enough, that movie, Trading Places, wasn't a good Christmas movie. <laughs> There's a Santa Claus in there. It didn't quite hold up. No. And also... Um, there was some blackface and other embarrassing things. Uh, so, you know, it's for this time. And some of the things is, for, you know, this time, um, you know, with what's going on in the world. But it's not. So we put, we put trading places aside. And then, and then so we, wait, are you recommending it or not recommending it? Well, it was great for the time, but maybe. It was so funny at the time, but the humor uh, was not oh. so funny now. Well, it's not, it's not a, as sensitive now. I still think now. it's funny. Wow. Yeah. I still think it's funny. Sensitive. And when you think sensitivity, there's only one square 
you consider on this podcast. And that's Debbie and me. Oh. We are the sensitive couple. Very sensitive. Very sensitive. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Uh, Drew, what do you got? Well, obviously, I want to take some time to let, especially John, know what I watched this week. But I want to start with uh, an apology. Uh, I'm a reader. So sometimes I'll read words and I know what they mean, but I've never heard them out loud and I don't realize it until I've messed it up. And last week on the uh, podcast twice, I pronounced a word as apophenia. That's not the word. The word is apophenia. And oh. I wanted to be completely <laughs> honest that I was embarrassed by this. <laughs> and I hope that you can forgive me. And remember, you can look this one up yourself. Apophenia often leads to pareidolia. You yeah. are you are forgiven. So Thank you. Anyway, uh, John, now I can get started. Um, I actually watched, uh, I accidentally had another Sarah Paulson festival because I watched another season of American Horror Story and she played like three or four roles. So that was by accident. But actually I watched a documentary called Memoirs of a Hip Old Black Man. It's about a musician that I've been a fan of for a long time. My wife is especially a big fan of. His name is Vinks. He's a percussionist. And I actually saw him on tour with Sting uh, and the Soul Cages tour. I guess it was 91 or so. And he's just a really interesting guy. He was an Olympic athlete, a musician, all this stuff. And it's a, it's a, it's a decent movie. But at the end of the movie, there's this whole thing about how Sting basically started his career and then screwed him out of all the money that was like shocking and heartbreaking, um, which his made the whole Binks? experience better than I thought it was. So Memoirs Binks? of a Hippo Black Man is an okay movie with uh, about a good story. But if you want to check out Vinks, V-I-N-X, he's a very interesting and smart uh, musician. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, is Joe that the only suggestion? Only one. What? Let's go. Don't, don't remind him. Uh, well, Joe and Brad. I, I apologized. So I, I didn't want to take up all that time. <laughs> well, Joe and Brad, what do you got? Well, basically, we've been working our way through Superstore since oh. I'd never watched the show. Um, however, I was dismayed this week to find out that they've canceled it. It's it's in mm-hmm. its last season. Um, after um, America Ferrara. Is that how you pronounce her name? Yeah, America Ferrara. Yeah. She left. Ferrara. Yeah. She was on the first few episodes of the fi- of the season that's going on now. We haven't gotten to that. We're in season five. Um, and because the ratings went down at the next episode after she left, they said, that's it. We'll finish out the season and that's it. And that's really kind of heartbreaking because it's hilarious. She's got that kind of following. Yeah, well, you know, this is one of the things where it's on a network. Maybe it'll get picked up by Netflix or Hulu or some other place. Um, But it's just, it's it's in a really strong, I think, ensemble cast. And why did she leave? Do you know? Um, I've read about it, and I completely have forgotten. Because she's the star of the show, right? I guess she is. I mean, she's the she's probably the top billing, but she I wouldn't consider her like the only star. Like, I don't think she's necessarily the best one on the show. I mean, she's good on it. She's really but good. There's a lot of good characters in there. It's Mark kind of- McKinney from Kids in the Hall is hilarious. Oh, I love I love Mark McKinney. He's really oh, funny. he's so funny. And they're just they're just uh, there's so many standout characters there. Some of the secondary characters really have some, some you know really good lines and really good. But right. probably oh. like what happened with The Office, you know, um, um, 
they they considered Michael Scott, played by Steve Carell, as the main character. And it stuck around for, I think, two seasons after that. Two or three. Um, but I still thought it was a good show. You know, it's... it's I've never uh, seen Superstore. Is it Superstore? Is that what it's called? Superstore. Yeah. It's on Hulu. Very I worked funny. retail for far too long to watch that show. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a tough... All right, well... I'm going to recommend something, and I think my brother John is going to be shocked, A, because it's a black and white film. B, it's a film about Citizen Kane, and it's the David Fincher-directed Mank on Netflix, which is fantastic. So you've already watched it? Mank? Yeah. I didn't know it was out yet. What studio put it out? It's on... Netflix. 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 I have no idea what studio. Yeah, it was supposed. It was supposed to be theatrical. Let me just say this: it's unbelievable. David Fincher is a genius. Number one, two. um, I didn't know the story, the backstory um, of the writing of um, Citizen Kane. I mean, I understood it was about um, the relationship with uh, Hearst. Hearst. Um, This really fleshes that out a little bit. You know, it's a lot of legend and stuff like that. And uh, Gary Oldman plays Herman Mankiewicz. It led me to want to see. Not Citizen Kane, but that RKO 214. 281, yeah. yeah. uh, Which I couldn't find. It's not streaming anywhere. I couldn't find it. What? Yeah. John Malkovich plays Herman Mankiewicz. I kind of wanted to get in that. I wanted to fall down in that thing. Love John Malkovich. Now, Fincher did some amazing stuff. He he shot it like an old film. And he really, he made it sound like an old film. It has a sound that, it sounds like you're in a movie theater. It's got an echo. It's doing this reverb thing. It's amazing. And and it's, the, the way he shot it was like an old film. And he even has those little reel changes that popped up on old films that told the projectionist when to flip the reels. Mm-hmm. He's the got those. Yep. Cigarette, he's got those popping up in the corners too. And it's just a well-acted, well-directed film about the Citizen Kane thing. Oh, um, check it out. Yeah. It's fantastic. So Okay, cool. I just want to say it. Okay. Now on to Holiday Roulette. Woo! Okay. Woo! All right. And we all know, I'll say it again. The way this works is each one of each square is going to bring a film that we're going to pitch for the next show. Okay. And it doesn't count against you for the order of our normal show. So we'll just get that out of the way now. Okay. We well, are that is, petty and bitter. We don't have to, dis- we don't have to get in- immersed in describing everything about the film. Just tell us why you want us to see it. If you win, then you can get all, describe all you want. You got a whole podcast to describe everything you want to tell us about it. So let's start with Wojo and Brad. What do you got? What's your film? We chose the movie. Okay, sorry. I saw that, I saw that Sean and Debbie square lit up, and I thought I'm supposed to be quiet until our <laughs> square lights up. So we chose the movie A Christmas Story. It's a classic. It's shown all day Christmas Day on a couple of the Turner Turner Classic movies, and um, is it TNT? Is it there? It's TNT or TBS? I think Debbie's allergic to your movie. I don't think she's going <laughs> to vote for it. <laughs> all right, would you like to see? Seen it? I don't know how you know how we go. Well, let's. I'll show the I'm trailer. Sure I've seen it more more than once. Hmm? I think probably we've all seen this film a few dozen times, but I'm sure. Yeah, so uh, here, for those me, of you who look haven't look. seen it. In this modern age, perfect. too many people have lost sight of the true meaning of Christmas. Mom! Hush! Shut up, Ralphie! So now, in the spirit of the original. I made you! Stop! Traditional. American Christmas. 
Thanks a lot! MGM presents a Christmas story. Santa's beard. And unwraps the secrets. Did I get a tie this year? Of the original, traditional. He looks like a deranged Easter bunny. 100% two-fisted, red-blooded. It's smiling happy. All American Christmas. A Christmas story. Uh, okay, I mean, first of all, I would like to apologize. I completely forgot to wear the bunny suit that my aunt Clara made for me. <laughs> and, uh, now that would have been cool. <laughs> well, I actually own I own a small version of the leg lamp. I so saw a this lot of people do. Yeah. I saw when it came out in 1982, the first run it had, the actual first run. Wow. With my friend Betty Flaherty. I didn't tell you this, John, but Betty Flaherty and I saw this film, and I fell in love with it. But anyway, go ahead. With Betty Flaherty, you got, you've got two minutes to pitch, so go. This is a great movie. It tells the story of a boy named Ralphie, and the whole thing he wants to do through the whole movie is convince his parents to buy him a Red Rider BB gun. And everyone, including Santa, says, you'll shoot your eye out. Uh, it's set in the 40s. It's just, it's so funny. Uh, there are so many... Great shots to it. The kid who stars in it, Peter Billingsley, well, now he's an adult, uh, stayed in the movie industry, but not as an actor. And um, it's just, it's a classic. It's so many lines that people use from it. It's a major award. (laughs) Fragile. Fragile. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And it's just funny. And that's, you know, we're not going to. I'll say this. I think the only thing working against you for a vote is it's been overplayed this film. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and TNT they did the same thing. Yeah. I don't know everybody we're not that. we're not trying to talk you yeah. into it. We were good doing it. No, no. It, uh, but I'm just saying unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the unfortunate thing is it's a fabulous film. Yeah. And I just think it's been it's beat to death just like it's a wonderful oh, it It's just they played it over and over and over cuz mm-hmm. I I mm-hmm. had I had I had all kinds of stuff. I had paraphernalia. I quoted this film forever. I use fudge all the time when I'm yelling at my kids. I'm like, "Oh, fudge." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's not but, true, Ralph. You don't. You actually say the word with your kids. Sometimes, you but a lot of times I Fudge. say it. But anyway, yeah. it's a good. It's a great pick. It's a great pick. I'm not trying to influence anybody. I swear to you. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if any of you have seen the musical. Um, I actually came to Baltimore. I guess a couple seasons ago at the Hippodrome. No. Um, if you liked the movie, you'd like the musical. I don't. 
I mean, there's original music. I don't really remember the songs. They weren't bad or anything. It just, it, it felt like the movie and the movie is, is a pleasant and nice holiday movie. So it was, mm-hmm. uh, it was yeah. fun to see it just something in a different way, especially again, after mm-hmm. TBS runs it all the time. Right. Well, there's also a whole, ahead, the whole Christmas story industry, right? There's a house that you can go live in. Oh yeah. Oh, right. house Spend and, a night yeah. in the house, right? Yeah. He so. redid it. So he redid it. So it looked like the original house. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, Peter Billingsley still does acting. Uh, John Favreau is his producing partner, but yep. he was in Elf. He was in Iron. He was in Iron Man Two. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So he still does some stuff. Right. But I told you he directed uh, uh, the new Spider Man. He was in. He, he directed that film where Vince Vaughn and his, they, they do this couples re- couples retreat. Couples he was retreat, the director yeah. on that one because he's a friend. Yeah, he's friends movie. with Vince Vaughn and John yeah, Favreau. Okay. So mm-hmm. think, okay, great. We're all friends with Vince Vaughn, if we're really honest. Great Christmas movie. Great Christmas film. All right, let's go to John. Interestingly, I do want to point out, like It's a Wonderful Life, it did not. It was not a huge hit when it came out. No. Yeah. No. I, did I was not surprised see to see it. it did make some money though. It made twenty million at the box office. Yeah, but I'm it was sure it's like, made on a three million yeah. budget. I mean, but and more inter- interestingly, did I pronounce that right, uh, Drew? Interestingly, did a great job. Thank you, Drew. More, next um, time with more confidence, you did it right. <laughs> uh, it's directed by Bob Clark, who also directed what, Sean? What famous movie did Bob Clark direct? Baby Geniuses. No, uh, and children shouldn't play with dead things. Porky. No, oh, yeah, Porky's. Porky's. He directed Porky's and he directed <laughs> Black Christmas. Okay? The anti-Christmas story. Among other many great films. But anyway. All right, John Quartrucci, what's your film? Well, this was, I got to be honest, this was really tough for me because uh, there are two movies I watch every Christmas, the, usually the, a few days before the actual Christmas. It's a, it's a Wonderful Life, which you can see the poster in the background. And the other one is 1951's A Christmas Carol, or it was originally titled Scrooge. They changed it to A Christmas Carol. But I picked A Christmas Carol because uh, during the holidays, I, I, I watch every version of it, and I think this is by far the best version because of the performance by Alistair Sim. So before I talk about it, Ralph, why don't you show the trailer? If you have one. Do you have one for it? I believe I do. Wait a minute. Let me get my, I want to get my cap on. Okay, get go your ahead. Cap. You got your cap on? I got it now. Go ahead. It's the best goose in all of London. Tiny Tim have warmed the hearts of millions the world over. Now hear Tiny Tim and all the other wonderful people in this unforgettable story speaking their immortal lines as the most joyous of all Dickens classics reaches new heights of greatness on the screen. So a Merry Christmas to you anyway, Uncle. Good evening. And a Happy New Year. Good evening. Humbug! It's all humbug, I tell you!
so the reason why I recommend this one, he probably gives the most nuanced performance of any of the Scrooges, other than I would say second place would be George C. Scott, who played Scrooge in the 80s. Most of the times it's a caricature. And uh, this movie actually provides a little, you understand why he is the way he is. Uh, and he's not just this evil guy. He, he's actually not an awful guy like it's usually played. Um, so when he goes through the change at the end of the movie, it seems a little more believable. And it's, it, this is why it was so tough for me because it's a wonderful life in this movie. The last scenes in the movie, I have the same reaction every time I get a chill up my spine, no matter what, no matter how many times I've seen it, I get that little chill. And when he goes into his nephew's place at the end and the maid kind of shushes him in and he turns around a little bit and then walks in and the, the look that his nephew gives him and, and he explains, can you forgive a poor old man for having no eyes and no ears? It's just a wonderful movie. And his performance is so good that I don't care how, how many of these you see. I really do think this is the best one. And it's just a feeling at the end of the movie. He's just so good in it. And it's uh, so I reckon I could, I can't recommend it any higher. Like I said, these two movies I, I used to watch with my nieces and nephews every Christmas. We used to watch these and they loved both of these movies. It was hard to pick, but the reason why I went with this, It's a Wonderful Life, is only Christmas at the very end for the last 15 minutes of the movie where this is, happens Christmas Eve. So that's why I picked this one. You can't go wrong with either one, but I recommend recommend this one highly. So, And you discount the Bill Murray playing uh, Scrooge? Yeah, I, didn't, I, I did not like that movie. I didn't think it was very <gasps> good. In fact, uh, Alistair Sim was so good. In 1972, there was an Academy Award-winning uh, animated version where he and the ghost of Marley did the voices. Oh, wow. So yeah. And it, it's really, it's really interesting animation awesome. too. But yeah. what do you think about the Muppets version? I, I actually, it's, it's very good. <laughs> I uh, like you know that what? Good. And you know, what's another version that's really good. Mr. Magoo. I love the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. But, and, and there's another one with Henry Winkler called American Christmas Carol. Oh, I don't wow. know if you've ever seen that. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> But huh? this is the one. If if look, if I could only watch one a uh, one Christmas Carol, this is the one that I would watch. Well, and right, but- and I I agree with you in that every year. Um, I don't know if they they did it last year. Won't be done this year. But the Senator Theater in Baltimore used to do um, a Sunday every holiday season and would bring canned goods for um, for a food bank. And they would play It's a Wonderful Life, and they would play that version. And we would go as much. Oh, really? And you could you could stay. Like, if you brought enough canned goods, you could just keep watching. But <laughs> we would stay and watch and watch both of them. It, that, and, and seeing it on a huge screen. Oh, yeah. Great sound. It was, mm-hmm. it was good. Oh, that's cool. I would love to see right, it well, on, that's a, on the big screen. Good choice. Have a, good choice. Brought I, to the table. Go ahead. I have a question. I, I haven't seen this film or any of the other versions of A Christmas Carol, except for Scrooged. I am familiar with Tiny Tim, mostly from the Howard Stern show. So was this <laughs> movie the first, like the earliest that his career got attention? I'm just trying to figure out how he fits into the big picture. Tiny Tim or? Yeah, Tiny Tim. Yeah. Oh, is, it a, is it a different Tiny Tim? <laughs> oh, yeah. His name, Sorry. little kid, is Tim? Can you mute Drew's square no. for the rest of the podcast? Speaking of Drew, okay. Since Drew brought it up, Drew, what'd you bring to the table? 
Wait a minute. Well, um, I want to hear you. Wait, Sean and Debbie, you got anything to say about to the 51 Christmas Carol? Oh, well, yeah. we'll, we'll speak it's, about that when we get to our children. Yeah, hold on. Okay. Don't, you, you, you don't bury the lead there. You, you, we got to bury the lead a little. Okay, go ahead, Drew. <laughs> so, you know, a little, a little behind the scenes, um, we tell each other our choices for this episode and some of the choices it's there's some dispute is it really Christmassy enough and that's a legitimate discussion to have and I I thought this is a holiday movie uh, thing that can be pretty broad so I was going to submit a movie about six friends who go on a holiday in a cave and it's called The Descent (laughs) but Ralph said that that was not really the the holiday they were looking for so I picked a different already voted on that one so (laughs) It's yeah. a winner. Go for it again. You're getting as bad as <laughs> Debbie with Bride of Frankenstein. It's like, all right, no, we got it. We got it. So uh, I'm doing you a favor by not bringing you The Descent Part 2, by Thank the way. You. So the movie that I picked uh, is uh, a movie from Finland. It's from about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. And it takes place uh, on the border of Russia and Finland. Uh, and I think uh, I learned a lot about the way Finns look at Christmas and Santa Claus from this movie. And if you want to show a trailer, give people a sense of what we're talking about. There please we go. do. It's the most magical time of the year. When traditions are honored. And the youngest among us still believe in the spirit of the season. We found something else than just plain rocks and dirt. This mountain is like a giant icebox. For storing what? Drill deeper. Bear the dynamite. You have a grave to rob. We have Santa Claus. Selitä sille, että... Meillä on täällä pukki myytävänä. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. And he doesn't give up. Before anybody says anything, the best part of the whole trailer was John's reaction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the trailer is like, this would spark some interest. Go ahead, Drew. All right. So um, the, uh, there's other movies that are about versions of Santa Claus from Europe and that kind of character that are also good films. Like the recent Krampus movie, I think, was a surprisingly good <laughs> horror movie and actually pretty loyal to the story. So uh, Finland is one of those countries where Santa Claus is originally a bit more of a sinister character. 
So the movie begins, and the whole movie is, is in English and Finnish, as there's an international cast, or at least some Finnish people pretending to be international. And <laughs> the, um, there's this excavation that you see in the, in the movie is uh, right on the border with Russia. It's very rural. It's already fraught with some challenges. And this family, you see this father and son, uh, something uh, seems to be in the mountain that may be of value and may be dangerous. Um, spoiler, it's Santa. And uh, he's a monster. <laughs> and the movie is ridiculous and really funny and um, gives you a real look at the idea of Santa as this creature that preys on and judges children and all that kind of stuff. Um, and also, honestly, um, it's one of those movies that does a lot with what's clearly not a really big budget. And uh, the guy's gone on to make a couple of other movies, which were also good. None of them were Christmas, but they were very much the same sort of silliness. And uh, it's really, I just had more fun with it than I expected. I thought it was going to be more of a straight horror movie, but it was just really fun. And then the ending is, it's one of those movies where it ends and then there's another minute and a half and you go, oh, I did not think we were going there. And it's great. So that was a, a fun movie that had a bunch of surprises for me. John, so, you're probably not going to like that ending. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. It's not like the descent ending or something. But does it give you? It does it goes give you a little that, more, a little more yeah. than you expected, and that chill, chill you get it, like at the end of it's a wonderful life, like that. Does it what? Does it give you that feeling like at the end of it's a wonderful life, like that? I haven't seen that, so I don't oh. know. <gasps> at the end of a Christmas Carol. Yeah, that's what it sounds. like. I've actually seen Rare Exports, and it's quite good. Oh, so, good, but doesn't well, mean I'm going for it. I'm just saying. When that movie came out. Um, the Murphy family would go from house to house, and I'd watch. I didn't think anybody else in the family, but someone at every family, every gathering, was what they were all talking about it. So it was quite I've never a even hit heard of the Murphy it. family rare exports when, Good. when it first came out. And speaking of the Murphy family, you're up. Okay, okay. Well, let me um, go ahead. Sean. Okay, because it's a complicated story, and this is a little behind the scenes for people watching the podcast. Well. <laughs> On a, something like this, when we were told Christmas, Debbie's first, I decided I was really going to let Debbie make the choice since she's my lovely wife. And the first film she wanted to do was When Harry Met Sally, <laughs> which we couldn't do because Brad and Michelle had picked, texted, oh, we're doing Harry Met Sally. We're like, oh, no. And then Debbie's like, oh, we're going to watch um, Trading Paces because we want to do something offbeat. <laughs> And then we're like, yeah, maybe not trading places. <laughs> and then we decided, well, we got we to gotta run for safety. So we wanted to do the 1951 version <laughs> of Christmas Carol. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> but we used this app called um, Just Watch when we're picking movies to see whether it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that app incorrectly said that the 1951 version was not streaming anywhere. So we decided to go, which I consider the second best version of um, Christmas Carol. The George C. Scott one is good, is the uh, 1938 Reginald Owen one, which um, which is not as good as the which, 1951. But I must say, <laughs> uh, you must admit, um, Scrooge was better played by uh, Alistair, but... The best Tiny Tim? 
was the, ni- the 1938. And also, too, um, he was so Le- Leo G. Carroll as, Mar- as Marley. Marley was very good in yeah. this as well. I, I got to uh, say, you guys aren't selling this very hard, but okay. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it's the inferior movie. Right. And, and I have... This. I have another their third choice oh, round. <laughs> yeah, what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> it's their third choice. <laughs> what, Go ahead, John. Me, what is interesting is that um, is the contrast. Hey, there's more backstory. John is right. There's they just gloss over so much, like Scrooge breaking up with his girl because he became greedy, or breaking up with them. In the 1938 version, the angel just says, or the ghost just says. Yes, and other things happened in your past, too, like when you lost your girl, which they never even showed, and because because you were greedy. It's like, oh, I'm glad you just decided to tell us and not show us that. Yeah, yeah. and the wonderful thing about this movie, I love it, about this being a Christmas time, you know, when we're giving, um, that's tis the season for giving and thinking of those things of gifts to people. Yeah, we do get greedy, don't we? Sometimes we go, well, do we want to buy that $200 train set for the grandkid? Or do we want to just like... Keep the, the money and spend it on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's one or the other. I'm not going to lie. That's, that sounds greedy to me. Also, do you have a preview? Yeah, oh, yeah, preview. sorry. Let's watch but, the 1938. Yeah, but before I show the trailer, because I would have... like the best. Uh, before I show this trailer, I would have brought this up had Harry Met Sally come up here. I'm not quite sure that's a holiday movie. Just my, my, I'm just saying. I get that it takes place at the end at uh, New Year's Eve, but I wouldn't. That's just me, my opinion. We'll talk about Wait, it later. But are you are you talking about the When Harry Met Sally 1951 version or the? <laughs> <laughs> they each have their strengths. I'm talking about when, when did that come out? 86. All the right. original When Harold Met Sally. When Harold. <laughs> Okay, Christmas, uh, wait, 1938. Here we go. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I've been assigned one of the most pleasant tasks I've ever known. I'm going to introduce to you a character I've loved for many years. <laughs> Strangely enough, when you first meet him, you're going to loathe the very sight of him. He's mean and grasping. He's hard-hearted and tight-fisted. As miserable an old windbag as ever faked a sneeze when the collection plate goes by. <laughs> He'll probably remind many of you of your landlord. But you, as I did, and millions before us, are going to grow to love him. Hesitantly, at first, I'll admit, but finally he'll overwhelm your heart and be off with it. His name is Scrooge, the famous Dickens character, Ebenezer Scrooge of A Christmas Carol. Old Scrooge is played on screen by Reginald Owen. (laughs) And Reginald is old Scrooge just exactly as Dickens conceived him, and as you and your children know him and love him.
a dumb question yeah. is that the guy who was mr potter in uh yeah yes it's a wonderful life. Yeah, okay. the backstory is he was he was supposed to play scrooge but oh, wow. got sick oh, so he's wow. the one that recommended reginald owen that's why he did that trailer uh, lionel barrymore played him on radio for like 10 years straight played scrooge and then <laughs> played it that year on radio too interesting huh. all right yeah and, okay uh, yeah it's an interesting contrast is that <clears throat> In some ways, this movie's a little goofier. Like Fred's a little, a little goofier, and the '51 version is actually more, a lot more religious. There's a lot yeah. more yep. Bible quoting and hymns sung in the 1951 version. But, well, Freddie has a much bigger role in this one yes. versus the '51. And also, we're talking about you know the the what make constitutes a great film is having a a very bad character. And then a very good character. This is one all a tight in, in one. And Charles Dickens, really, oh my gosh, the internal, what goes on internally with a person, you know, with Scrooge. Just, I cry every time I see this movie. I don't know about you guys, we, but we, I do cry. I, I tear up. And with A Wonderful Life, too. Yeah, I will. This one. It's hard to kill this movie. Um, I mean, to kill this story. It's, it's, a, it's a near story. perfectly structured story. It's very sentimental. It's very hard to kill it. Scrooge came really close. You know, I, I, I will say, it's funny. If you remember when Scrooge came out, because I knew Ralph was considering this one, is that um, it got horrible reviews. It was really panned. And I went with, with a friend of mine, Bob Cusick, and, um, the fir- and halfway through he turned to me and goes, boy, the rest of this movie must really suck because it's been hilarious up till now. Right. <laughs> well, it's got, you know what you talk about the tingle at the end of these you're talking about i mean yeah. i'm an easy mark so scrooge got me too when bill murray does that speech at the end and he flips because he's a real ass through the whole film mm-hmm. i got it these are the classics but dickens you're right dickens translates all over the place right i mean yeah. so, puppets everywhere <laughs> but, but the well, mgm version got away from the source material uh, like like the scene, one of the best scenes in A Christmas Carol is when uh, uh, Bob Cratchit doesn't know it's Scrooge who did all this stuff. So he comes in the office the next day yeah. and Scrooge pretends like he's going to fire him. While in this version, he goes right to the house with the turkey and, you know, it, so they don't have any of that. And, and and he was good. I mean, Reginald Owen was good, but he played it as a caricature. That's why I prefer. Now, it was a much bigger budget. It was a MGM sunk everything into it. The, it's a beautiful looking movie. Yeah. But uh, I prefer the dinginess of the, the 51. Yeah. And it is dingy. Yeah. But what about, wasn't there a musical? You said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Screw Albert Finney. Uh, yeah. Albert Finney. And he was, it's great. He's 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 the uh, first one to play both the young Scrooge and the old Scrooge, and he played. I think he was thirty-two when he made it, and he's convincing in both. It's real, and it's got great music too. You know how Drew, you said you don't remember any of the music. You'll remember some of the. You'll remember some of the music from from Scrooge. I like that big, big, beautiful musical. That's awesome. All right. Well, now it's my turn. 
Uh, and Who'd my you film, pick, Ralph? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Good call. Maybe. Okay. He was about to pick when Harry met Sally. No. It used to be I had one movie I would watch every Christmas, and it was a Christmas story. Every Christmas. And then it got beat to death. And even I get to the point where it's like, all right. So now I have two films I watch every Christmas. One is Love Actually. Actually. Okay. I, I love that film. Yeah. Love it. It's makes me Christmas. cry. You talk about tearing up. Gets me every time. Andrew, what's his name? Throwing the cards. and Just don't connect uh, you with that just, movie. I'm, I'm about to weep. Wait, wait a second. Okay. We're here, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one, obviously, is, is a, Christmas, a Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. That is my number one go-to film for Christmas or holiday. And here is a trailer. To be jolly, la 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 After vacationing across America and throughout Europe, Take it, Russ. this holiday season, the Griswolds are going to play it safe. Clark, we're stuck under a truck! Oops. They're staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. All Clark wants is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. Sorry. Got a little knot here. You work on that. What he's going to get is the gift that keeps on living. Merry Christmas. His family. We didn't come to impose. <laughs> oh, hell, there's plenty of room. Do you sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? Well, I'm sleeping with your father. Have you got a kiss for me? Eh, you better take a rain check on that, Art. He's got a lip fungus ain't identified yet. But no holiday could ever be more deeply touching. We were gonna call, but Eddie wanted to make it a surprise. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> ah, we're really gonna fly down the hill with this stuff. So genuinely moving. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. More truly uplifting. Can I show you something? I was just blouse browsing. Or more down to earth. Merry Christmas! If Santa is smart, he'll stay well clear of this joint. It's a death trap. Then Christmas with the Griswolds. Everybody come out quick, look at the lights! They want you to say grace. <laughs> Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. This year, let Chevy Chase light up your holidays. <laughs> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That thing had nine lives. She just spent them all. <laughs> you <laughs> crack up. All right. Um, first of all, I need to show my... Wally World ice cube trays. Nice. I got. I got to pitch this really hard. All right. This was not written by Dickens. I understand that. <laughs> it's written by John Hughes. Not directed by John Hughes, but written. It's third in the in the uh, vacation or the, uh, the the Griswold series. And this movie has such heart and such funny comedy. And you know Chevy Chase, you take him or leave him. He was fantastic in this film. It hits every single family coming home for Christmas. Nostalgia about Christmas, everything going wrong at Christmas, sibling rivalries, all the stuff that that everybody knows when you know we you know we're in COVID now, so you don't have all this stuff going on. 
but it brings all this stuff together. And Chevy Chase plays the perfect foil, and he's trying to make the perfect Christmas for his family. Christmas is, is that he remembered, and all hell breaks loose. And I just, I just find it fantastic. And and I'm going to talk about all the people that are in this film. Beverly DuAngelo, obviously she's in all of them. Juliette Lewis, they flip these kids out left and right. Yeah, it's a drag. Johnny Galecki. But now the old actors in it are John Randolph, Diane Ladd, E.G. Marshall, Doris Roberts, Randy Quaid, Miriam Flynn. Just the just a group of people that this movie's almost a perfect film. And it's got the original heart. The original Betty Boop. Who's that? Doris Roberts? The grandmother. Oh, the one, yeah, the one that does the Pledge of Allegiance at the end. She was Betty Boop. Who's yep. the guy that who's the old the, the uncle that blows up the whole place? What's his uh Oh William Hickey. Yeah, that William guy. Hickey. He's in everything. Uh, yeah, anyway, in- you talk about chills getting at the, at the end of, of your film. Uh, I get chills every time when all the stuff comes together and it's just a fantastic film. So that's my Well, pitch ultimately this-, this movie with all the slapstick uh is about he wants his family to have a great family Christmas like he remembered. That's what that's the whole all he movie's wants. ultimately about. So it is. It's got a lot as as all this goofy stuff's going on. Like uh the scene where he's up in the attic and yeah, he starts just watching gonna, old yeah. movies. I mean that's when he, when he a, pulls out the projector. A, a quiet moment. He's stuck up in the attic, he finds the projector, it's super eight film, which right away I'm in, it's nostalgia. And then they play this Ray Charles song while he's watching it, and you and you just fall, and then he falls, you know, the Pratt fall is he sticks his leg through the ceiling and all hell breaks. You know, it's just everything kind of works. Anyway, that's my film, and uh, that's it. So, it's before we vote, can I say something? Sure, can. Um, there were a lot of other Christmas movies that we could have considered that I want to mention because they're really good, and we watched yeah. Elf. Oh yeah, funny, funny movie. Yeah. Um, Home Alone. Yeah. No, it's been done to death, but I'll tell you, I saw Home. The best time I saw Home Alone. Um, well, unfortunately, it was at the Golden Ring Movies, which was not the best place. But um, my college boyfriend and I went to see it. And here was the thing. We went to see it during the day. I was the not day, a college boyfriend. Was, I, I was checking your face. During the day. What? And it, you got a boyfriend? <laughs> and it was fit. The whole place was filled with kids. <laughs> and if you've never gotten to see a movie with all the pratfalls and all the funny stuff surrounded by kids. Cause kids don't stifle their laughter. It was so cool to see yeah. that movie then. And I still, I still like watching that um, movie um, when Harry met Sally, which of course I knew we were going to have to argue whether it was a Christmas movie or not. So we didn't bring it. Um, the Muppets Christmas Carol, which I love, 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 love. We could have made it a Christmas Carol roulette. Yeah, we talked about <laughs> that when we found out you two were both picking Christmas carols. I said to Brad, I really like that. Mu-. He said, don't pick the Muppet one. <laughs> <laughs> but there but there are so many. There are, and that's, and you know. And, the Cranks. And have you guys seen Christmas with the Cranks? That, that's with uh, Tim, 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 Tim Allen and, and Sigourney Weaver. There's a lot. Even, no, you know, John, um, listen. I just saw one on Netflix, or I, I rented uh, Fat Man with Mel Gibson. How was that's that? Gonna, it's fantastic. No, that's going to be the new classic film you watch every year. Yeah, I, I swear to you, that one. I, I want to see that. Bury, you got to bury. You got to bury your feelings about Mel. I swear, bury the feelings about Mel and watch this film. Oh, There's Jamie Lee Curtis, Jamie right? Lee Curtis. Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis is in the Cranks. That's right. Is yes. in the Cranks, right? I was wrong. Right. With that. Oh, even even the Christmas uh, the Santa Claus with Drew with. Uh, Tim, 
Tim Allen, Santa, the Santa Claus, Tim Allen. the Santa Claus, the Santa There's Claus. A lot of yeah. them. Now, how about uh, Richard Donner did Santa Claus? Remember that after Superman? Yeah, it's that a terrible awful. film, but he did right. Awful. Dudley Moore okay. is an elf. Don't Here's forget the Santa Claus two and uh, yeah, the Santa Claus three. three. Oh, and Bad Santa starring Billy Bob oh. Thornton. Oh, that well, was well, let's not go there. We can't go hey, there. The one film I wanted to bring now. was was um, for your consideration the Christopher Guest film. Oh yeah. Because they were making oh. that film Home for Purim. Yeah. yeah oh, right. I, I, forgot, I, I forgot to mention that. Was that. A good movie. that was a great Ju- movie. Uh, Julia Lee-Dreyfus and Christopher Guest's brother play the the yuppie couple next to Chevy yeah. Chase, and, is that, that, and he destroys yeah. their debt. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen, oh, there's think, tons. Uh, so Gremlins. I think it's the, Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Uh, yes, Die Hard. considered, yeah. Die Hard, I think. Die, be, well, yeah. Certainly, Die Hard Two takes place at Christmas, but Die yeah. Hard One is a Christmas film. Well, you know, a Groundhog Day takes place on February second, but it's not a Super Bowl movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Enough. Let's vote. Here we go. <laughs> this is the tough time. All right. We're going to start with Wojo and Brad. You guys you haven't decided yeah, to yeah, vote. Did. did we? Yes. We're picking um, John's movie. A okay. Christmas from 1951. Okay. Because Drew needs to say it. <laughs> uh, Drew, what's your vote, Drew? Well, I don't feel comfortable uh, voting for my own movie, even though that may be the only vote it gets, and I still think it's <laughs> But uh, I trust John when it comes to uh, the classic um, American cinema choices that I may not have seen yet. So I'm going to vote for uh, Christmas Carol 1951 as well. Excellent. Mm. Excellent. Uh, one more vote, and he automatically wins. Uh, Sean and Debbie? Well, we, we, we can't choose because, you know, it's the Queen's Gambit with John, and we surrender our... Checkmate. We yeah. Checkmate. <laughs> but also, but here's another thing. you got to love... Uh, Christmas Vacation? Yeah. You yeah. know, we're going to... It's like we're torn. Oh, we are well, torn let's, you got to make a choice. Since Lift. it's going to be like... What do you let's, say? let's go with Christmas Carol. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad you did that. John was probably going to choose it anyway. So. Uh, you would have put I, me I in want you to know, I feel very comfortable voting for my own movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I vote Christmas Carol also. Well, okay. Ralph, what I was going to say is if you want me to make it a little more interesting, I don't mind changing my vote. I vote for The Descent. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna go. Oh, Frankenstein. <laughs> I am voting. I am voting for Christmas Carol, nineteen fifty-one, as well. So that's a full. Unanimous. Oh, that's a full. Yes, I will. Oh, you know, and the truth is, the truth is, I wouldn't have. If Sean and Debbie had gone Christmas Vacation, I might have flipped my vote to Christmas Vacation just to make it interesting. But because they didn't, I like the idea that John got the full undefeated. So that's your film. <laughs> I can't wait to. Nice. Now, I'm psyched. Can we stream this thing or what? Uh, yes, I actually what think it's on YouTube. I think I okay. saw it available on YouTube. Okay. All right. So, so next week. On Prime. I'll tell you, it was on Prime, but it's the YouTube on Prime. So if you have Prime, you can see it, but they have commercials. They have like three sets okay. of commercials. That's fine. So next week we John bring the film to the table and explain everything you want. You got you got a full oh, ho, ho. You know what? <laughs> the whole podcast. I, yeah, I just made a decision. I think we're gonna make that that episode twenty minutes long. <laughs> oh, that's great. The people will see half of it. <laughs> Congratulations. Awesome. Good 
That's a good win. Actually, um, everyone had great picks. So, yeah. I mean, you know, That's, everyone you know, it's, you know, I understand when you do this, it's like anytime you have to pick one of the genre, it's very tough to do. And there's Mine's some movies that, job. like as Drew can attest to, there's some movies you see at holiday time that become holiday movies for you that aren't necessarily, you know, holiday films. So, mm-hmm. well, I'm not uh, going to lie, Drew, you definitely have piqued my interest in watching that movie based on the trailer. So okay. I might just watch it anyway. Just to well, see what the hell it's about. I would it's recommend it. And then if you enjoy it, I would also recommend uh, Big Game. Same director, same kid, five years later. Samuel L. Jackson is the president of the United States. Air Force One gets shot down over Finland. And it's like Die Hard in the woods with a little kid. You would love nice. it. Nice. <laughs> How can you not love Samuel so fun. Jackson as the president? Oh, yeah. Samuel yeah. L. Jackson can read. <laughs> wow. Phone book with the <laughs> I hey, while, think he's in. While we're, while we're online, may I suggest another roulette? Our favorite sports movie for our oh. Super Bowl episode. That's good. Oh, we got we can fun. do roulettes for everything. Wait, you guys want to get listen? Shot, I want right? to do listen. I want to do a roulette of uh, Die Hard inspired films. Okay, Die Hard on a bus, Die Hard on a bridge, Die Hard in a hockey rink, Die Hard on a train, Die Hard we'll in Finland. All right, Die but but Finland. I think you guys all Die need to Christmas. watch. You guys all need to stream <laughs> Fat Man with Mel Gibson. Just saying. I'm definitely saying okay. that before Christmas. I wanted to wait. You should. If we're should. if we're wrapping oh, up, Ralph, man. can I say something? Absolutely. All right. So, um, you know, sometimes on the podcast we talk about stuff that's actually happening in the world of the movies, that sort of stuff. And we didn't even talk about that really uh, the crazy story. The news of Warner Brothers is going to put all their movies next year on HBO Max yeah. theaters, which yeah. is already blowing up a lot of stuff. But that's not what I want to talk about. There was actually a great loss. <laughs> in uh, not only the world of entertainment, but my personal world of entertainment this week. Um, as we know, Santa, Santa Claus, is a, a, he's a fat white man with an army <laughs> of slaves who casts moral judgments, he manipulates children, and he distributes resources inequitably. <laughs> oh, it my reminded God! Me, it reminded me of Immortan Joe, the villain in Mad Max oh. Road. And Hugh Keysburn, who played Immortan Joe, is a towering villain in that, and also played the villain in the first Mad Max movie, right. A toe cutter. He toe died uh, at 73. Uh, apparently, he died uh, peacefully after a long illness. It wasn't part of COVID mm-hmm. or anything like that. But uh, he's, I mean, that's, you know, that, that's that's one of those things that, like, no, the whole world doesn't necessarily know who he is, but he's very important to you. And mm-hmm. I also remember seeing, um, I can't remember a comic, somebody made this comment, but basically they went to the theater and they saw all the ads for Mad Max Fury Road. And there was one that was just for Tom Hardy and one that was just Charlie's Theron and one that was just Nicholas Holt and then one that was Hugh Keys Byrne. And the comedian said, that guy has the greatest agent in the history of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> but he was... Uh, you know, you know I'm glad, glad since you brought that up and uh, relating it to movies, uh, predominantly featured in the movie The Right Stuff was uh, test pilot Chuck Yeager. Yes, I saw that. passed away. An amazing, amazing human being. The stuff that guy did in his career is incredible. I think he was Mm -hmm. 93. 97. 97. Was he 97? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, great. What a great life. And uh, obviously the inspiration for that movie. So, well, you know, the saying that there are no there are old pilots and there are bold pilots, but there are no old, bold pilots. Chuck Yeager. Is an old bold pilot. Yeah, yeah. Right. like that's that's right. yeah. He that's did a piece of history right there. His life. Fact, I mean, well, was... let's remember a lot of people because this is the time to do that. So yeah, nice job. And let's nice remember job. forty years ago today, John Lennon shot by that son. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh wow. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Wow. Look we're how, really look how prescient we are, John. We're very prescient. Well, you know it's a trope, Ralph. 
<laughs> All right, everybody. Listen, nice job. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, John. That was a that was a full. Thank you. Uh, yeah. That was tough. Yeah. Unanimous victory. Muscle Amazing. Tough. And I think oh. we kind of won too. Because well, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a little way, you did. I think I we all won. won. People who haven't seen it. I hope so. I really I do. Think, I hope so. I think we all won. So we'll yeah. see. I think then, we all won. That's love all. actually, Debbie. Yeah, that was really nice. Actually. All right. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. All right. All right. Goodbye.